Welcome to Social Distance Warriors, a podcast all about um, the pandemic and stuff like that. Um, my name is Tom, and I am not an expert. And my name is Rachel. I am also not an expert. Am I hearing the voice of Donald Trump in your background? No, no, you're hearing um, my parents are having a phone conversation with one of our family friends. Oh, okay. And um, my parents never learned the phone etiquette with a cell phone. They're still sort of feeling that they need to shout because it's a tiny box. <laughs> and uh, so they talk very loudly on, on the cell phone yeah. to make sure you can hear them on the tiny box. Well, I apologize to your parents for implying that they sounded like our current president. <laughs> I mean, you would not be wrong to imagine uh, through the walls of my room uh, that you would often be able to hear the sounds of our United States president, Donald Trump. Um, I want to mention something up front uh, at the top of the episode. Yeah. That it is October 15th. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anymore when episodes are going to get released in relation to us recording them. So just to give, give the listeners some context, like tonight is the night when one of the stupidest things in any presidential election ever uh, is happening, which is both major presidential candidates are having town halls on different television networks at the same time. So it's kind of like when Pokemon came out and there was red version and blue version and you could... <laughs> Pick which one you want. Are you going for the red Republican or the blue Democrat? Which which version are you going for? Well, I've already voted. Ooh, I was going to ask. Yeah. As, as much as you can do anything these days. Um, yeah, um, my family, we've all voted. I um, put my ballot. We did absentee. They put theirs in the U.S. mail. And I took mine up to the city hall ballot box uh, because I also needed to request a new recycling bin for our house because I had run over our other recycling bin with my car. Oh, well, I'm sorry about that. So, yeah, it was a day to run errands. Yeah, I have not voted yet because I have not received my mail ballot yet. From what I understand, it was mailed out two days ago. So I may actually have received it, but I have not checked my mailbox yet today. So I'm hoping that it's already there and that I will be able to vote as soon as tomorrow because I feel like I just I just want to do it. I just want to get it over with. Yeah. <laughs> you feel like you want to vote? Yeah, yeah. This I mean, this election cycle has been just a really bleak like I feel it's important to vote and I feel it's important like to vote for Joe Biden, but if you can tell like from the tone of my voice, it's like <laughs> all of the emotion about it like it is important, but all of the like hope and emotion is not there about it. Um, and this is, it's obviously not the first election where that has been a factual reality, but it's like m sort of my first election of really feeling like all of the like really big systematic issues of like people are waiting in line for like many, many hours to stand in line and vote or the lots of absentee ballots are like having weird like so like the other day was the last day to register to vote in Virginia and somehow like a cable was cut that brought down our voter registration website on that day oh I heard and it's about like this. yeah and you know it's happened in other states too with like all these issues or people or absentee ballots are getting rejected and it's just like it should not be this complicated and it's not like an individual it's both an individual like yeah did you vote but it's like it should not be this complicated and there's you know big racist and systematic reasons for why if you were automatically registered to vote 
in the country than one state's random website getting knocked down on the last day would not be as big a deal as it's going to be for people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even if this were like, even if 2020 were the most normal year on record, (laughs) like we'd still be in kind of a system that is frankly fucked. Like it's, it's, it's garbage. But the, you know, like as with so many of our systems, whether that be healthcare or the way we picked Supreme Court justices yeah. or all, all that stuff, you know, the, the flaws in the system, which were already apparent, are now more apparent than they were before. To the point where I feel like, I, you know, I have voted in several presidential elections before. I think um, this will be the fourth one I voted. And I feel like this is the one where I have had the clearest sense of, like, the stakes of it all. Like, my clearest sense of just how bad both candidates are <laughs> uh, and just how much worse one is than the other. yeah. And I, I'm, I'm also not looking forward to the nebulous, possibly weeks or even months long period after November 3rd when yeah. we don't really know what happened. Do you know what you're doing on election night? No, I don't. I don't know. I don't really like have a thing I usually do on election night in general anyway. Like I don't have like a like I don't usually like go to a party or anything like that. But I think that for me, I think it's unhealthy to sort of like pay attention to coverage as it's happening. Mm. And this time around, not only will it be unhealthy, but you also like, we also won't have the payoff of that. There won't be like the moment where, all right, I stayed up so I could know what's going on. And now I finally know the end result like that. That's not going to happen. So I think maybe what I will do is, I don't know, I think what I need to do is I need to find a way to avoid connection to the outside world and pretend it's not happening. I'm sort of, well, okay. I think election night, that is probably also the wiser move. I, I'm very good at finding like ways system systems social hangouts to like avoid um when it was the presidential debates i sort of felt like i was gonna be you know like odysseus on the ship and and listening to the you know like if you do not tie me to the mast and plug my ears i'm i'm gonna go out and listen to the siren song of Mm. (laughs) crash crash um my ship against the presidential debates so you know i didn't my friends and i we watched uh we're, we're watching the hit television show glee and so we watched glee that night instead and i was safe are you talking about the night of the debates or are you talking about the night of the of the um election four years ago no (laughs) no election night four years ago i did not have a plan and uh watched the results more or less as they came in i had Um, a very bad time election four years ago yeah yeah that's (laughs) no one i've talked to (laughs) has had a great 2016 yeah. election night story. I was away from home on a business trip, so I was all alone in a hotel room in Austin, Texas. Yeah, that was that was that was rough. Yeah. That was that, that was a rough time. So probably yeah, I think probably um avoidance is a good strategy for election night, but like I'm also torn because I feel like I do need like a space somewhere where I am like not just avoiding but certainly election night 2020 is not the night for that. Um, because like there, there are real things that I'm like ignoring, I feel like won't do anything about because, you know, like we have a president who is very vocal about like not committing to any kind of peaceful transition of power and is instructing supporters like, hey, you should show up to voting locations and intimidate people. And it's just... I feel like there there are things that 
that does nothing to help. Well, I guess it would help my anxiety, but I feel like that does nothing. <laughs> Ignoring that does nothing to like, what if, what if shit gets real sort of kind of thing um, in November and beyond. The last time we uh, recorded this podcast was between the first presidential debate and so far only presidential debate and the White House coronavirus outbreak. <laughs> Yeah. So we haven't at all discussed the White House coronavirus outbreak. That's true. Man, we picked a good – that was a good <laughs> time. Yeah, I um I went a little crazy during the period where news was coming out about, oh, this person has it, this person has it, this person has it. Yeah, I, I went a little nuts. Yeah, well, and it's still – okay, I've seen one tweet uh, that one of uh, Kamala Harris' staff um, may yeah. – because – so now now we're on to other debates. So they, they had an in-person presidential debate where Donald Trump – do, do we know? We're not certain. Probably had coronavirus at that time. Um, yeah, we, d- but- we don't know. And I think the consensus is that we'll never know because he just wasn't being tested Which regularly. Which is great, wonderful. You love to see that in <laughs> a White House. Um, and so then, you know, Biden and his campaign people were getting tested. It was negative. And then there was like the week of who all in the White House is getting infected. Um, And then, like, they still went on to have a vice presidential debate, despite it not, I don't know. I I don't know who needs a vice presidential debate, but they needed one, and they needed it to be in person for some reason. Mm. But yeah, that's been, like, I guess... I would have hoped, like, there being, it it having more of an impact, right, when you and people, not you, Tom, but, like, (laughs) I just people being so sunk into um, this whatever going down with the Donald Trump, like, mindset that it is, I guess, considered a weakness to in any way change or alter their behavior around, like, wearing masks and not doing thousands of people in-person rallies and, you know, altering strategic plans for coronavirus in, in any way, despite, like, having had exposure and having gotten this virus. You know, like, that's what you want. But there was, like, such a nice window of hope where I sort of was like, okay, maybe maybe everyone's going to get so sick they can't confirm the new Supreme Court justice. Yeah. That, that would be nice. But this week is also a week where they're refusing <laughs> to do more on the, like, coronavirus relief or have the Senate be doing anything else. But they can surely confirm another Supreme Court justice. Yeah, and uh, did Lindsey Graham ever get tested? I feel like he didn't. I don't know, but I feel like, sure, why not? Why not get tested? Why not not get tested? Yeah, and um, I believe that at the conclusion of proceedings today, um, he and uh, Senator Feinstein hugged yeah. while he was unmasked. Yeah. So that's, that's super. Which is, yeah, which is just one of those things that, like, makes me feel, because it, it's not, this is not, like, a generational thing. There's, like, people my age who are very like, well, if you just sort of, you know, vote and follow the system and be polite about things and follow the rules, then everyone will have their day and things will turn out right. But it's like, it sometimes feels like a, a generational, it's more of like an institutional thing. And sometimes those are older people where it's like, let's just pretend if we all play by the rules and you should make friends with people across the aisle 
even as they are trying to kill you, mm. <laughs> things will work out. And I'm not about that. Yeah, not especially. Yeah, it just doesn't feel great to see that, even though that is, if you're a senator or if you're an elected person, that is part of the game you play as a politician. You don't have to play that game, but that that's what I imagine is happening. Uh, you spend a lot of time with, this is like your coworker Lindsey Graham, and the idea that you should feel they are a representation of something more evil than like a person and that you should treat them rudely because of what they represent is difficult when you, it's someone you see every day and work with and have all these conventions in the institution that say you should treat each other nicely. Yeah, yeah, it's depressing. Yeah. My town has been designated as a red zone. What does that mean? Um, so within Massachusetts, they classify any communities that have a certain number of cases, get assigned like a risk rating that is either red, yellow, or green. And as of yesterday, um, something like 25 different cities and towns in Massachusetts got designated as red zones and mine is one of them. Well, that's not great. Does that change anything for you? Like, um... I don't think so. I mean, it might have changed something for me if I was out there yeah. doing things outside my apartment anyway. But I, I spend so little time doing anything outside my apartment that it almost doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. This is like, and what I don't like is that I don't have an end date, but it feels like, again, October 15th, it feels like these next couple of weeks are going to be like purely like election and politics sort of focused wildness, even though so many things are still ongoing where it's, you know, it's like climate change and it's like the new coronavirus that is new new hot this year <laughs> our first year with coronavirus in review uh like that's still going on but it feels again it's like taking a moment because it's hard the election doesn't have an end date but it's like you're getting new <laughs> little tidbits every day with it and coronavirus it's like you're not because we're not doing nationwide anything different about it mm. there, you know there's things about vaccines and promises and and trials that are ongoing to research vaccines but people don't really think it's gonna happen you know one by election day and then again it's like a whole can of worms of how does it get distributed when you have a vaccine which brings me to i do not have health insurance and <laughs> i don't like to think about it that sucks well i'm sorry you have to think about that <laughs> well don't worry. <laughs> I can do a pretty good job of not thinking about it. Well, that's good, I think. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, I have a question. Sure. How do you how do you think about fall as a season? Do you like it? Does it mean anything to you? I tend to like um I like all the seasons except for winter, honestly. <laughs> I don't like winter very much, but I, I like the really hot summer weather. But I also like the really cool fall weather. I love this diplomatic. <laughs> I love, no, I do. I don't, though. I don't care for winter, but otherwise, yeah, I like no, all the no, seasons. I, I do which is like like a good human answer. You need to go on television, and and you will be the winter hater, and I will be <laughs> the fall lover, and we will fight. <laughs> but 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I, I like fall quite a bit. It's starting to get colder. I like it getting colder. I'm still not spending all that much time outside, so it doesn't really make that much of a difference for me. But I've finally taken my air conditioner out of my window. Wait, tell me more. Is it a physical, you physically took it out? Yeah. Where does it go? It's a, it's a window unit. Like you put it in the window. And then in the winter you take it out. And then in the sum, the spring and summer you put it back in? Yeah. Have you never seen those? I've seen window units, but they're always like permanent. Oh no. But I have a limited life perspective. No, it's literally just a thing that you put into your window and then you take it out when you're done with it and stick it in a closet. And then it's not like complicated to install. It's you literally just like physically place it and then plug it in and then turn it on. Well, that's a sign of the times. <laughs> I guess. I, I try not to be, I guess, obnoxious about how much I like fall weather because, you know, as a well-rounded human, I also like many things about many seasons. But I love the fall a lot and it really gives me a lot of energy. <laughs> like even if I, I am not feeling good, I want to be upset, I want to be sad, I want to feel a certain way. I step outside in that fall weather, I smell that <laughs> uh, smell of dying leaves and uh, wood smoke and I feel really good. And that's just fall for me. Uh, so I, I have a lot of fall. Well, my dog has a lot of what we call fall energy and it makes her run around and then also like go into our garbage and destroy things. But I also have a lot of fall energy. I uh, I don't particularly like Halloween. Okay. I kind of just am not into it. And I also, and another thing, um, <laughs> I don't really understand why it feels like this year, all of a sudden, everyone just unconsciously or perhaps consciously, and they just didn't tell me, agreed that um, we now refer to this as the spooky season. I miss that. <laughs> yeah, like um, I keep hearing, well, now that it's the spooky season, including on like NPR <laughs> or like new newscasters and stuff like uh, like when they're talking about like. All the new fall stuff. They're like, oh, well, now that it's the spooky season. Yeah. Um, and I don't understand why that became a thing. But It must have been put put to a vote that <laughs> we just weren't there for. I would have wanted it to be like the slimy season because you know that thing that happens, a lot of leaves start to fall and it's really nice and they're crunchy. And then like one night it rains and then everything is really squishy and slimy for forever. <laughs> That's also something I think about with fall. It gets pretty slimy out there. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the reasons I resent the outspreading of Halloween to become October the spooky season yes. um, is as a person who celebrates Christmas, I kind of miss the spooky aspect. Well, I was never really alive when Christmas was a spooky holiday, but uh, historically Christmas has been a spooky holiday. But people don't really think of it as a spooky holiday anymore because no. because we have Halloween. And you know what? Historically, it was a turkey holiday, too. But now we have, like, Thanksgiving, so... Yeah, I'm staring off. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they really mixed that up. I like... Big fan of apple cider. I did go apple picking with um, my mom. It was, like, a... You know, we wore masks and socially distanced, but uh, we were, you know, like, out in an apple orchard. Uh, <laughs> uh, we went very late in the season, and so it wasn't apple picking so much as it was uh, apple scavenging. All of, nice. <laughs> like, all of the apples had fallen on the, to the ground, and maybe we could have gotten better apples from the store where people have picked the apples and they, you know, put them out, and they're nice apples, but... There's nothing like turning over apples that are on the ground and trying to find ones that are not bruised and smushy. And so that that was something I enjoyed. And 
getting apple cider is also something I enjoy as a part of fall because it's seasonal and it's sort of like you can get apple cider at other times of the year, but it's it's not the same. <laughs> Fresh apple cider, which has had like it's sort of like in in the shadow of the pumpkin spice, uh, I guess, commercial marketing campaign, like apple cider is sort of up there, but it still feels sort of local enough. <laughs> I'll still be an apple cider fan even even when it goes when it goes mainstream. I'll still <laughs> I'll still be an apple cider fan. Like for example, uh Pillsbury has like these cookies that they do seasonally, little sugar cookies with like decorations. I'm sure they do them for like Christmas and Valentine's Day, but for Halloween, they do um ghosts and pumpkins. Yeah, I've seen those. It doesn't actually have any flavor to it, but <laughs> but it looks like a pumpkin. Yeah. So that counts. Yeah, true, true. It's all about appearances. It's Halloween. It's the it's the season of disguises. <laughs> yes. On uh, the back of the box of the cookies I have, you can um, cut yourself out a little, if you get the pumpkin box, it's a little pumpkin mask. And if you get the ghosts, it's a little ghost mask. It's not, it would not protect you from coronavirus because <laughs> I think it's just, it is just a craft for kids. It goes over your face, sort of like a Phantom of the Opera uh, fan of the opera junior <laughs> you're just getting started my my kid's first mask uh but you can cut it out and wear it do you have a halloween costume planned no i no i might dress up my dog but i'm not doing one for me yeah i don't i don't generally do halloween costumes but if i did my halloween costume would probably this is probably going to be like not an original idea a lot of people are probably going to do this but the guy on the skateboard who drinks cranberry juice while listening to Fleetwood Mac. You know that guy? <laughs> I know that guy. Yeah, that would be my costume. Do you skateboard? No, but I could get one. For Halloween, anything's possible. You could get one. Yeah, I've found that I have, uh, during the pandemic, I have been picking up and abandoning new hobbies <laughs> at an alarming rate, which I think is an ADHD thing. Yeah. My new hobby, which kind of has blossomed, I think I hinted at it in our previous recording, but it has blossomed since then, is I have decided to um, get really into repairing and modifying uh, Game Boy Advances. Okay, yeah, uh, so at least that's consistent since the last time we recorded. I can't remember when we last recorded, but yeah, how are the Game Boys coming? Well, I personally own two Game Boy Advances. I have a classic style Game Boy Advance, you know, the horizontal one yeah. with the buttons next to the screen. And then I have the sort of clamshell Game Boy Advance SP. And both of these, you know, the original Game Boy Advance, I actually got the very first day it was released in the United States. So it's getting up there in age. But the thing is, it, has, um, it hasn't worked in almost 15 years. Uh, probably more than 15 years, actually. Um, it has semi-worked because a Game Boy Advance can play Game Boy Advance games, but it can also play games for older Game Boy systems prior to Game Boy Advance, namely Game Boy and Game Boy Color. Mm -hmm. And way back in the day, within a couple of years of buying it, my Game Boy Advance system just stopped being able to play Game Boy Advance games. It could only play <laughs> older games. <laughs> Which wow. wasn't all that helpful to me since I already had a Game Boy Pocket, which I still have too. So my that Game Boy Advance has always been basically, you know, it, it, it works it works to play Game Boy and Game Boy Color games, but that's why I bought a Game Boy Advance SP. So what I have decided I want to do is I want to see if I can figure out a way to repair my, my Game Boy Advance. And the first thing I did, and I've already made some purchases relating to this, like I got one of the special screwdrivers that you need in order to open it up, but I managed to open it up, take it apart, and I tried cleaning it with isopropyl alcohol. Like I thought, maybe this will do something. <laughs> and it didn't. Like it still works the same as it did before. So I didn't screw it up further. No, that's, in doing things yourself, 
not making it worse. That's that's an accomplishment. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. You didn't you didn't break it more. Yeah. So I, I have a general idea with some educated guesses as to which component of its innards is broken. Like, because a, a Game Boy Advance actually has two processors. It has one that plays Game Boy Advance games and one that plays Game Boy and Game Boy Color games. Oh, okay. So my assumption, based on the fact that the unit powers up and like it works with one but not the other, yeah, my assumption is that one of the processors is um, broken. My, my hope was that, like, it would just be, like, some corrosion or something I could clean off with a Q-tip and some isopropyl alcohol, but that seems not to be the case. So what I have just done uh, as of yesterday is I went on eBay to order a- another Game Boy Advance so I could take that apart. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> okay, go on. And take the motherboard from that and put it into mine. So this Game Boy Advance from eBay, is it also broken in some way, or what's important is that you fix your Game Boy Advance, no matter what the cost. Well, you know, partially it's a ladder. Like, it's a Ship of Theseus thing almost. Like, I can replace every component. And I may eventually ship of Theseus into an entirely different Game Boy. But um, the Game Boy that's on there, some of the buttons don't work. And... It's really dirty and gross. And my Game Boy Advance, like the exterior, it looks looks perfectly fine. It's like this sort of, I think they call it glacier blue is the color. It's like a translucent blue where you can kind of uh, see through the inside. Yes, I know that. Game Boy Advance was like early 2000s, yeah, correct? That yeah. that was like part of that style. I want to say like 2002. That a, yeah, that's a good a good design. Yeah. Choice. Everything is like kind of transparent. The uh, the one I bought is well. First of all, it's gross and it's covered with like the residue from stickers that have been removed. <laughs> um, and also, it's like a sort of translucent yellow. But the listing says it's translucent blue. So what I think, <laughs> I think it's just discolored. That's. <laughs> I think it's just incredibly have gross. You, so. Do you know if this is a haunted Game Boy? You like has the seller commented whether or not you're gonna get a haunted Game Boy Advance because it could be out there. I think they're all haunted. <laughs> um, no, that's Furbies. Uh, true. Yeah, we had some seriously haunted Furbies in my home back in the day when Furbies first existed. But um, in, in any case, yeah. So my expectation is that I'm gonna get this gross Game Boy Advance with a an allegedly functional inside, and I'm gonna take the motherboard. Which really, the motherboard really is the Game Boy Advance. Everything else is just kind of like stuff encasing it. Uh, But I'm going to take the soul out of that Game Boy Advance, the motherboard, (laughs) and put it into mine and hope that that gets me a functional Game Boy Advance. And then if that works, I will, I then have further ideas for renovations that I will make to that Game Boy Advance. Like the, the the original Game Boy Advance has a crappy non-lit screen. Yeah. And you can now buy these really nice screens, but you have to like slightly modify the plastic of the case like you have to cut part of the plastic off inside so that's a little bit more advanced but um i i am already like pricing out okay if i'm able to get this game boy advance working what are my next steps to really trick it out to come up with the ultimate game boy advance i don't know that i have a strong desire to play game boy advance games to be perfectly honest <laughs> i just like the idea of taking this thing that i've taken with me in a, basically like a junk drawer for years and years and making it functional again. But who knows if my uh, interest in this hobby will survive that long. I, I do also own a Game Boy Advanced. And I feel if you do get it to the point where you're able to like fix the lighting, I feel like even if you never play a game, that is a service. <laughs> I wear glasses now. I'm sure it's not related, but the hours I spent <laughs> squinting <laughs> with my tiny person eyes with that, you know, shitty Game Boy Advance lighting to play a uh, 
Pokemon Sapphire. It's not the best design choice that they made. Yeah, I mean, if you have the same model that I do, then it's not merely shitty lighting. It's literally just not lit. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like an etch a sketch sort. Of, like yeah, you can, yeah, you can use co- like they do have color, and that's fine. But yeah, it's you do not get to see it. Yeah, but the uh, the new screens that you can install have like a really bright backlight you can even make them adjustable like you can have an adjustable light but in order to make it adjustable you need to do some soldering so i have to decide if i feel like that's something i'm emotionally prepared to do i also feel like i need to have a better idea of what soldering is (laughs) yeah how hard could it be i just got to figure out what it is yeah but yeah so that's my that's my new hobby that i will Probably abandon one, but hopefully I'll manage to like do some cool things to this Game Boy before I abandon it. Yeah, we definitely do not have time to go into my entire history with um, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, Ooh. but it is October <laughs> and um, the spooky it is the spooky season, um, which is sort of the big month for the phenomena of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, so one sort of fascinating thing that has been happening. So since coronavirus, a lot of movie theaters have been closed. And even though, unfortunately, some of them have reopened, I I know my local Rocky Horror shadow cast has not resumed in person. And I don't think a lot of them have um, around the country. But they're doing different uh, shadow casts are doing a lot of interesting virtual ways of approaching uh, still being able to do shadow casts. And if I feel like if anyone has like any interest, uh, October is sort of the time uh, to be interested because it's the most active sort of any of those shadow casts are going to be. And, you know, so like on, on Halloween, um, there is almost certainly going to be uh, either, you know, it feels so like in your area, but like on online, uh, there will definitely be some kind of virtual way to watch it. And I've been, I guess, missing because I had been going, you know, to in-person Rocky Horror Picture Show showings while you could do that in person. And that's something I had sort of been missing. So I've been to a few different ways where they've tried to do virtual versions and they're pretty interesting. Uh, so I would... I don't know. I wanted to note that. Um, and hmm. if, if it's if it's something, you know, things aren't spooky enough uh, in the real world for you, um, it's always a good a good thing to do uh, if you want another sort of Halloween activity to do in the next couple of weeks. Is that an action item? It might be. It could. Yes. N- now it's an action. Go find <laughs> find a Rocky Horror Picture Show uh, shadow cast in your online area <laughs> yeah i've never been to a rocky horror picture show shadow no. cast. i've seen the film you've been to a because we talked about this on the podcast you went to a cat it wasn't a sh- it wasn't a shadow a rowdy yeah. version which is so <laughs> i've also been to a buffy the vampire slayer shadow cast yeah to get to give a little about uh what I like and do not like about the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I hate it when they yell at the screen. I hate it when I hate the callbacks. I hate that. Hmm. I, ju- I just want to sit in the audience. What I want is like the classical music or musical theater. Equi- like I want to go to a show. I want to clap when a performance is over and I want to be quiet the rest of the time, um, which is not. That is the opposite of uh, an in-person. So you just want to watch the movie and clap? 
I don't want to just watch the movie, though, because I enjoy seeing there is some genuine skill and costumes and, and acting that goes on to see how people mimic or do their own style of the the shadow cast. So that is very interesting to me. That is not the main reason many people go to these things. They go to be kind of drunk and kind of rowdy and... That is part of the appeal. Um, but yeah, one of one of the things um, with the virtual versions is that it's an interesting, like, if you go in person, I am lucky enough that in my local area, there's one shadow cast. And if I made it up to like Washington, D.C., there might be another. But virtually, I'm able to like now sort of see like, oh, here's how other people from way different areas are, are doing it. And that's interesting. I don't think it's for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it would be. Maybe I need to give it more of a chance. But I would say there's like a ritual element to it. it you know, not religious, but a, like a comfort that people find in being able to be very familiar with exactly what is going to happen and what is appropriate and sort of being able to like in the rest of society, it would not be appropriate to like yell sexual insults to people. Um, But in this one specific, you know, time and, you know, there are there are things that are appropriate and there are things we're allowed to celebrate that are not allowed to be celebrated sort of for other times. And there's an appeal for that. But yeah, it is not for everyone and it's not for everyone every time, which is why we have the spooky season. (laughs) I guess. Uh, anyhow, we've been going long, so we should That's probably true. wrap this up. Uh, was there an action item? I think I told people to listen to Neil Ciceriga. Oh, yeah. I did that. <laughs> nice. Good job. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I think we, we, we have an action item uh, now. We have the, the Rocky Horror or the Shadow Casting one. So that, that shall be our action item for this week. All right. Yeah. Um, then let's, let's wrap it up. Um, as we say at the end of every single episode of this show... Um, uh, gosh, what is it? Uh, we say I it every remember. week. We I'm say <laughs> completely drawing a blank right now. We say stay distant. Ah, and go the distance. Yes, and that's go right. Go the distance. You got there. We got there.